The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. And really, I guess I don't really need to say Vegas, baby, Vegas all the time anymore. It's kind of my thing here on the Even Money Podcast, but it looks like we'll be able to say... Lots of states, baby. Lots of states here on the Even Money Podcast. We are year-round talking about sports gambling, primarily the National Football League, but we hit the biggies as well. Certainly the Triple Crown races. We talk about the Final Four and March Madness and all kinds of stuff here. He is the expert, right? I mean, he's been doing this for a living for years. His name is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. He's kind of a legend. We are presented by BetOnline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money Podcast because they've got the best odds and the fastest payouts. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, very excited about today's show. You can hit me up on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. Always know exactly when the show has posted at RTF Podcast and any special offers or deals we have for you guys there. And of course, hopefully you're subscribing not only to this podcast, but to all the podcasts we have for you over at RossTucker.com. Fantasy Fees, for those of you into fantasy football, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast to keep you up to date on everything going on around the NFL. Certainly the business of sports with Andrew Brandt's really interesting, and the college draft with Fran Duffy as well. So, Steve, there's a lot to get to, um, and I, I guess I want to start, before we get to the AFC leans, um, and not just leans that, you know, some are going to put some units on, on the season win total stuff. I wanted to start just in general on your thoughts on the leagues wanting Congress to step in with legislation to make sports betting uniform across the states. And just, A, why didn't the leagues want that so much? And then, B, how do you think that would impact sports betting, if at all? It's an interesting question because you've got PASPA being repealed, 
So now you, states' rights allow states to decide whether they want gambling on sports, and if they do, they can go ahead and pass it. But now it makes some sense to me that given that they want sports betting, it would be helpful if there was like a universal, hey, here's a recommended guideline that the feds could pass saying, here's what we would recommend you doing across the board and addressing such things as, you know what, there's been a lot of talk about integrity fees for the pro sports and the like. And while I think it's completely unnecessary and 1% is outrageous, I think a 0.25% that could go to the leagues that um, would not be unreasonable. And then the leagues would all be on board because it'd be getting a piece of the pie. Um, It's still too much in my opinion, but I think that that would help bring everything together instead of each state negotiating with the leagues and the like, if the, if something could be done on a federal level, at least on a guideline, a white paper saying, Hey, here's what we think the, how the process should work. So here, here's what I don't understand. Um, why did, why do the, whoever's opening up sports betting in these different states, why do they have to give the leagues anything? They don't. And you could certainly make the case that they shouldn't, but 0.25% is, is such a small amount. And you could make an argument that the leagues are making data available and they're sharing data. Basically what's, what's happening is that you're taking bets and you're going to spot betting irregularities. What do I mean by that? Um, a guy who bets a hundred dollars a game is suddenly betting $10,000 on one specific team over and over. And those bets seem to correlate strongly with some strange officiating in those games. So then what happens is that, say it's a William Hill in New Jersey, they can notify the NFL of these betting irregularities, and then the NFL can go ahead and do their investigation, et cetera, ultimately making it safer, the whole process safer for everyone. And I can understand that there would be some modest expense for the NFL associated with this extra integrity that they're doing, but frankly, they really should be doing it anyways to make sure all the games are completely on the up and up. So you could argue they shouldn't be getting a fee at all, but I could see how this could create the leagues more work and more time. So is it fair to say, I, I, my sense on it was, I thought maybe one of their concerns was, well, what if some of these states open up sports betting? But they really don't have the proper infrastructure or resources to properly, you know, make sure everything's enforced and on the up and up within their state, and that that could lead to some potential issues. I think it's overblown because, especially, I think most states are going to adopt Vegas companies. I would imagine when they start up, as they learn, and so they'll go ahead and pen agreements with existing sportsbook operators so there really won't be a learning curve. And then I think there'll be new entries into the marketplace as time goes on, and there'll be a learning curve possibly associated with them. By example, Ross, I keep hearing about how this is going to become a billion-dollar industry where major um, new technology players are going to allow you to bet on whether the next pitch is a ball or a strike or a base hit etc. after every play, and none of these guys seem to be aware, when you watch a baseball game or a football game, that play has already happened 12 seconds ago. 
when you're watching in high definition. So here's the problem. You're watching on your TV as the recreational better, and you want to bet whether a team gets a first down. Well, by the time you have time to put your bet in, the play is already over because you're on a 12-second delay, and you can the books, if they left it open for you, there's going to be a sharp – there's going to be many sharps. They're going to have a guy there at the stadium texting, making bets, as the plays have just completed, it's not as easy a process to get this all right as you might think. Got it. Well, speaking of the data that these leagues have and that they use in terms of anything as it relates to gambling, we recently found out about a really, really cool app, and it's called BetQL. It's the only app that puts all the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. You get quick access to injury info, line movement, public betting trends in real time. So you see where the smart money is and you can beat the odds. Easily track all of your action live with the My Picks feature. BetQL has a powerful algorithm that provides rated value bets every day based on detailed analysis of recent and historical team trends. Pretty cool. You can download BetQL for free on your Apple or Android device. Head to BetQL.co to download the only app you need to outsmart Vegas in the sports books. That's BetQL.co. BetQL is brought to you. By the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. Pretty cool, Steve. An, an app that gives you all that info, you know, in real time. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Absolutely. And just to give an example, uh, I'm going to forecast what BetQL will tell you in September, Monday night, September 10th, opening night, that you're going to open it up and Rams Oakland. And it's going to say something like 78% of the bets are on the Rams out there. And it's going to tell you the opening line was Rams minus two. And now the Rams are minus three, lay a dollar 25. What does all that mean? Well, what that likely means is that you cannot bet the Rams laying three, laying a dollar 25. And you should look towards being a contrarian and playing Oakland at that point even though you think the Rams are going to kill them because the value and the point spread at that point will have swung where Oakland would be the side to look towards. Yeah, I like it. I mean, obviously, you're going to get our bets and you're going to hear from us on Even Money Podcast. But then, you know, to have it, if you're actually waiting until that day to bet anything, to actually have all that data right there as the bets come in, it's almost like a lot of the questions we ask Dave Mason about when he comes on. Um, I love the season win total stuff. I want to make a point too, by the way, Steve, because we got on Tuckheads, we had some people saying, hey, I don't think it's fair that you didn't at least have a lean for every, for every team. My argument was, we, you know, if we put a lean, it's kind of like when we first did started the show, Steve. If we place a bet or a lean on all of them, then it cheapens the ones where we really, truly believe it strongly. Not to mention, if you lean on everything, then some information changes, there's some key injuries, the Chargers lose a tight end, and all of a sudden you start looking in the other direction 
And people are like, wait a minute, Ross, you, you like the other side. Well, I'm, I'm evaluating, you know, stocks go up and down, valuations of teams go up and down as the summer progresses. Yep, I, I agree. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the AFC. Let's do it. We'll start with the NFC East. I'm going to host my, my only two weeks that I get to host the podcast. This is fun. Uh, New England Patriots have the highest season win number of any NFL team and the second easiest schedule, Ross, 11 and a half wins. Man, that's a tough one for me. I will, uh, I'm just going to do a lean over. I'm not going to put any units on it. I will lean. No, you know what? Screw it. He's still going to play. Bray's going to play. The rest of the division is terrible. I'll put one unit on the over for the Patriots. They always win at least 12 games. They do always win at least 12 games. At some point, Brady's going to, when he runs, it's going to look like he's on roller skates. He is um, getting so old. But um, the AFC East is the weakest division in football, even with the Patriots. And that shows how weak the New England divisional schedule really is, given that and their history of winning 12 games. I will, I'll just pass. I'm going to pass. Uh, Buffalo Bills, six and a half wins. I'm going under. I think the Bills are going to be really bad this year. And that's okay. You know, that they're kind of rebuilding, but their O-line's a mess. Whether it's A.J. McCarron or Josh Allen, I think they're going to have issues. I think they'll probably play Josh Allen sooner rather than later. Um, I, I just think that they're going to take a step back. Combination of O-line and quarterback, that's arguably the worst in the league. Also, the wide receiving core, arguably the worst in the league. That's a bad combo. I'll go under one unit on my beloved Bills. Hey, we're going to have a best bet on this one because I'm going under as well. I think the key is that the Buffalo schedule is so front-loaded and difficult. They're going to start out 2-6, and six, and then A.J. McCarron's going to go to the bench, and Josh Allen, who has zero accuracy, and frankly, accuracy is not something that can easily be taught in the NFL. I think he's going to be horrendous. The Bills' last-place team, I'm with you, under 6.5 for a unit best bet. The best bet. Let's move over to Miami Dolphins coming off a um, somewhat of a disappointing year after winning 10 games the year before six wins. That feels about right to me. Um, I guess if I was going to lean, I would lean over that they would get to seven or eight wins now that Tannehill's back. And healthy. In fact, you know what? I just talked myself into it. I'm going over on the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins end up winning seven or eight games. One unit. You know, I'm concerned that they're lose, they lost skill position players. Obviously, they traded their running back last year. I don't care. The quarterback is what matters. Tannehill was having his very best year in the NFL. They won 10 games in 2016. In comes Jay Cutler. Shocking, it's a disaster, and they only win six games, and their stats are lousy. Irrelevant because Cutler is a bad, bad influence in the locker room and around the team, and his teams always underperform how they should. I'm going over six for three units, my maximum bet, another best bet. The best bet. And finally, the New York Jets, supposed to be a team that ESPN, I believe, said wouldn't win a game last year. Though they won five, five and a half this year, season win, Ross. Yeah, I think they're going to go back the other way. Um, I, I think 
that their offensive line is also pretty bad. I think they're going to play Darnold right from the start or very early. And I think they probably end up winning four or five games. I think they were fortunate. I think Josh McCown got them those five wins this year, uh, last year. I don't think it happens this year with Darnold. I'll go under one year. I think I placed a bet on every team in this division, one unit under on the Jets. I'm going to lean that way as well. If Josh McCown was playing, I think they could get the six wins. But as soon as he um, goes ahead and goes to the bench, there's going to be a big learning curve for the Jets rookie quarterback. I'm going to lean under the five and a half. Let's go to the North. Pittsburgh Steelers, whoa, ten and a half wins. What say you, Ross? Yeah, that, that feels about right to me. Um, I, I think that they got a very talented team. I'd probably lean over, but I'm not placing a bet there. Yeah, I think it all comes down to the health of the uh, skill position players. If they all stay healthy, they'll probably go over. If not, they'll probably slip up and not get there. I don't see any value there. Uh, projected second-place team, team that always plays Pittsburgh close, Baltimore Ravens, eight wins. Again, I think that's right on it. I, I, I don't even have a lean that way for the Ravens. I, I guess I'd have a slight lean to the over that Flacco plays well, surprises people, and that they have a bounce-back year, Ozzie Newsom's last year. But I'm gonna, it's a slight lean to the over for me with the Ravens. I'm going to pass. I, I think Flacco's actually going to be awful. But um, their kicker, Tucker, is so good. He's single-handedly going to win a couple games for them. The defense is still good. I still like Harbaugh. Um, eight seems right to me. I'm going to pass. Cincinnati Bengals, I think they made the playoffs three or four consecutive years. Well, not valued highly at all this year, seven wins. I kind of like the over for the Bengals. I, I think that, you know, last year they finished the season really strong. They had some major O-line issues last year that I think they, they've taken steps in the right direction, getting a guy like Cordy Glenn. I'm going to put one unit on the over for the Bengals, over seven. I'm going to lean over as well. Uh, they're banged up with a lot of players on offense. I think Mixon could have a breakthrough year. They're running back, second-year running back. Uh, they're certainly stacked at that position. So I will lean over seven as well. And finally, the analytics darling, even though they've only won one game the last two years, the Cleveland Browns, Ross, five and a half wins. Yeah, I, I, I would lean over. I think they get a decent chance to get six or seven wins this year, which is crazy considering where they've been. But with Tyrod Taylor there, I just think that they've got that kind of chance. I think they got a pretty good roster. They bring in Jarvis Landry. They got Tyrod Taylor. Um, that's a big jump, so I'm not going to place a bet on it, but I'll lean over for Cleveland. I will as well. It's difficult for me to take Hugh Jackson to win six games, but I just had this flashback of Kaiser running a quarterback draw um, with 18 seconds left in the first half and no timeouts left. And a tick, tick, just horrendous play calling single-handedly though. They, they statistically, they should have won five or six games last year and they just were so horrific in the red zone and epic bad with turnovers. It wouldn't shock me for Cleveland to be an eight and eight team given that certainly we have to lean over five and a half. Let's go to the AFC South and what may well be the most 
competitive balance division in football. Jacksonville Jaguars, you get your pick here, Ross. Numbers anywhere from eight and a half to nine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they got a pretty good team. Um, I think there's a decent chance they get to double digits. I just think if Luck's back, if Deshaun Watson's back, you know, I think with the new coaching staff in Tennessee, I think that this is a, a, a greatly increased division in terms of competitiveness this year. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just stand pat. I I, I would probably lean over, but just a little bit. So I'm I'm not even calling it a lean. I'm just I'm just saying that sounds about right. I'll, and, and I'm, I'm talking about the number being nine. I would lean over eight and a half. The number at nine, I got nothing. Very interesting because I actually bet over eight and a half, but it's not a best bet, and here's why. I only bet over eight and a half because I thought it was going to go up to nine, especially after Jacksonville played so well in the playoffs last year. And I said, you know, I'm going to get under nine, even money. It's a great middle. Um, a half game is worth so much in season wins. So I would lean over eight and a half, and I'd lean under nine. That makes it a pass. Next team, this team might have a greater volatility in how, what we expect the results to be because lots of players coming back from injuries. You mentioned it, Watson, the quarterback, being number one. Houston Texans, they're anywhere eight and a half to nine wins. Yeah, um, I'd probably lean under. Um, I, I, you know, I, I guess it, it's so much of it's based on so many guys like Watt and Merciless and Watson coming back from health, from injury, uh, coming back healthy and being the same kind of players. I don't know. I don't know what the odds are that all those guys do that. I'm gonna. I'm for right now. I'm just gonna say nothing. Uh, but I would probably have a slight lean under on that one. I'm gonna have a lean over. I want to see what Watson, how he looks in preseason, whether he's ready to go. You mentioned it. If Merciless and Watt and Clowney are all close to 100 percent under O'Brien's defense, this is going to be a really good team. So they have a extremely high upside. I need a healthy Watson though. Without him, they can't win. Uh, lean over. Uh, Tennessee Titans, eight wins. Just right. I, I, I don't have a lean either way. I think they finish eight and eight. I think, I think that's the kind of team they have. I think in that division, that's where they'll be. I think, to be honest with you, Steve, I think all these teams might finish eight and eight. I think the Colts are probably trailing, but I think it's like a nine and seven, two eight and eights in like a six and ten type of division. I'm going to go two units on the under. I'm going to forecast that Tennessee takes a huge step back because I think they were phony last year. I think they benefited more than any other team with their two wins against Indianapolis with uh, Brissett and their win against Houston. I think it was Savage was quarterbacking that week. And I think they lost what 57, 14 without him when Watson was quarterbacking Houston. I, um, I think Tennessee long-term will be better off with their new head coach but there might be a transition year. I think they're finishing in last place in the division, two units under. And another team that's highly volatile here, Andrew Luck has yet to throw a NFL-weighted football. Indianapolis Colts, six and a half wins. I don't know how, I don't know how you place a bet on this. I really don't, um, and I'm not going to. I, I guess I'd probably lean under, but I'm not, I'm not placing a bet on, on that at all. There's... That is one that we've been burned on before, Steve, or I've been burned on, where we've tried to make a, a bet on something and we didn't have all the information and it, and it screwed us, and I'm not doing it. 
Yeah, the numbers start out so low. I personally bet over six pretty hard. I still would lean strongly over six and a half. The Colts made the playoffs three straight years with luck. Then he got banged up and injured, and he played about a little more than half the games one year, most of the games the next year, and they won eight games both those years. And then they win four games last year. I don't see any way that they're going to carry that salary and have him not go out there and give it a shot this year. So I'm pretty confident he's going to be starting week one. That's all I need. I don't need him to win seven games. All I need is Andrew Luck to start week one, and that six and a half is going to become a seven and a half, and then I can decide, do I want to just play back under and have a hugely profitable middle at that point in time? So I would take a lead at it, confident that Luck's going to play. I'm going to go over six and a half. Actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and put a unit on over six and a half. Uh, finally, let's go to the West, the Los Angeles Chargers, that still doesn't sound right. I might just start calling San Diego all year long again. Nine and a half, Ross, despite them losing their starting tight end yesterday. I was going to ask you that if, that, if there was any impact of Hunter Henry getting hurt. That hurts, man. I mean, he, he's a good young player. Nine and a half, I don't know, man. They, they are the Chargers. I, that sounds about right. I probably have a slight lean to the under just because they're the Chargers, and, and they already suffered a pretty big blow. Yeah, they don't have any home games. That's going to hurt. Week one, there be more Kansas City fans in that soccer stadium. You know Oakland's going to take over the stadium. The analytics guys love the stats on the Chargers. Let me ask you, Russ. I, I mean, I'm not a player guy as much. Um, Gates, is it too late? He retired? Can they call him up? Can they get him back? No, they can call him up, and they will. Uh, they, they can call him up, and my guess is they probably will. They... They just, you know, when a player's that good, they have like, uh, almost like ceremonial to say, hey, it was, you know, they, they, want, they don't want to just throw a guy out to the curb. So they kind of had a farewell for him. But now I think he still wants to play. I think they'll be like, yeah, about that farewell. Yeah, we, we changed our mind. We need him now. Uh, a team that Oakland, that, that, that we need here is, uh, oh, but it's, so the Chargers, your opinion? Um, I said lean under, lean under. Yes, and I will lean under as well at that number. Um, the Oakland Raiders, call them the Las Vegas Raiders in two years. Construction going on on I-15. I drive by it almost every day when I'm heading into the Strip. Um, disappointing year last year. Questionable whether Chucky is going to be a big improvement with coaching, but the season win number thinks he is. Eight wins for Oakland. Yeah, I would lean under. I, I don't like hardly anything they've done this offseason, to be honest with you. I, I'm not high on the Raiders and the new regime or Gruden at all. So I, I think that they can still get to eight and eight um because of some of the players they have, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean under. I'm gonna lean under as well. You know, this number's trending upward, especially here in Las Vegas where there are suddenly so many Raider fans. As soon as an eight and a half pops up, and I expect it will, that's my buy price, and that's when I'm going to go ahead and pop my under in on my Oakland Raiders. Um, Kansas City Chiefs are also lined at right close to 500, anywhere from eight to eight and a half wins. I feel the same. I think that there's going to be some growing pains with Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to do some really good things, but I think there's going to be some growing pains. I think they probably finish with six, seven, eight wins. So I would lean under on them as well. I'm going to lean under as well, under eight and a half. I think that Mahomes may well be a fine quarterback, 
but it's going to take a year. And Kansas City has, by my advanced schedule analysis, the most difficult schedule in the AFC, and that's going to be a problem for a second-year quarterback that has seen very, very little playtime. And finally, the Denver Broncos, seven wins. I, I kind of like the I, I kind of like the, the the over on the Broncos. I, I think they're going to surprise some people. I like Bradley Chubb. I like Case Keenum. You know, I think that they they feel better about their team now that they have a quarterback like Case Keenum. I, I I'm debating between putting a unit on it, Steve, or just leaning. I'm going to put a unit on. I'm going to put one unit over on Denver. I think Denver gets to eight or nine wins. One unit on the over for the Broncos. Before I give you my recommendation here, Ross, the um, have you ever played on a team where you had a quarterback that was barely qualified to be a starting quarterback like Simeon at Denver, and then he gets banged up and injured, same with an Osweiler, and you're like, you're talking to your wife before you go to the game, that, uh, well, before you go to the hotel the night before, and you're like, boy, it's going to be really tough with this guy calling the plays. Um, do you feel that that just had a hangover effect on the whole Denver offense the last year? I think the quarterback position has a huge impact psychologically and more across the entire team always, yes. And I think that there's – they feel like – they just saw Case Keenum in the NFC Championship game, and I think that that just makes for a very, very different mindset and situation. And I think it's a huge upgrade, and Denver – you know, arguably had, you know, one of the best um, drafts of any of the NFL teams. And they're not far removed from winning a Super Bowl, basically without a quarterback. Apologies to Peyton Manning, who was great most years. Um, the fact that they have a competent quarterback now and a really good defense still, absolutely. I'm on board. Denver over seven, two units, best bet. The best bet. Steve, that was fantastic. Anything on uh, anything on the hockey or anything on the uh, Celtics-Cavs tonight? You know, yeah, real quick, I love the Celtics tonight. Uh, they're pick them to plus one. Boston has had a huge home road dichotomy throughout the playoffs to the extent that the home team right now is amazingly 15-1 and straight up and 14-2 and against the spread. Boston at home, 9-0 and straight up. 9-0 against the spread at home, off back-to-back blowout losses. So the situation is great. I only have Cleveland rated two and a half points better than Boston. Their home courts were four. The situations are worth at least a point and a half. Boston wins game five. I made a really big bet on it. Tremendous. As always, Steve, I love these shows. I feel like we could do season win total leans every single week. But now that you have our liens, now that you have our units, the bets, go to betonline.ag. If you haven't already, use the promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit to get that 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. Really, anything you want over there is good. During football season, they put up their odds faster than anybody. So that gives you the best value. They've got that state-of-the-art live betting software and your first live bet, basketball, whatever, 25 bucks free, free $25 live bet. Take advantage of that. You can also claim a 100% poker and casino bonus that they have. Don't miss out on betting tonight's game. Hey, you want to bet on Stanley Cup? 
on, on Game 7, Caps and the Lightning, do it. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. So, now you got BetOnline is the place to go make your bets and BetQL is where you can get some extra information about your bet. So, we got all kinds of goodies for you guys to help make sure that you are winning like you do when you listen to the Even Money Podcast. Please, please, please rate and review the show. We always appreciate that. That's huge for us. You know about the ability to send Steve questions via taking advantage of any of our sponsors like Bet Online or BetQL and then emailing me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Other than that, Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.